Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. This morning, I want to spend a great deal of our time together dealing with the issue of how to handle the mentally ill on the New York subway system. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says uh, he's going to get them the help that they need, and even if that means removing them against their will, and I support that 3,000%. 3,000%. Because here is the reality, folks. I understand that there are critics, and for you critics, I want to hear from you this morning. But you cannot have it both ways. You cannot say you want the subway safe and 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 don't don't mess with the uh, with the homeless, the mentally ill. And and it just doesn't work that way. You cannot have it both ways. You can't say leave them alone, but but you want the system safe at the same time. There are just not enough police officers to deal with with that uh, situation. So we're going to come back to that in just a second. And look at this. Look at this. The woman of the people, the woman of the masses. She's the voice of the poor. New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the subject of a House ethics investigation. The socialist darling accepted free tickets to the Met Gala. So make sure I got this right here. It appears not only just for herself, but remember her boyfriend went with her. And I don't know what it is. I know it's a a who's who in terms of uh, the Met Gala, but why it's so important for elected officials to be seen. Mayor Adams, Mayor de Blasio, on and on and on. Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney, who's also in a little bit of hot water for exactly the same thing. But what's interesting about Ocasio-Cortez is that she made waves at the gala. Remember, she wore that designer-made dress that had on the back of it and read the words, Tax the rich. That's what it said on the back of her of her dress. So let's be very clear and make sure I got this right. So tax the rich, but I don't want to pay for my tickets. Tax the rich, but the rules don't apply to me. Oh, AOC, say it ain't so. She's under investigation for that. A topic you've been hearing about with Rita and on other programs. I say bravo to the gas station owner in Philadelphia. You you do know, folks, they're calling Philadelphia now uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That's how bad things are when it comes to crime. And so as crime skyrockets, the owner of a gas station there has hired 
security guards that are former police officers and they're carrying AR-15s and Kevlar. And this is what has to be done. And the reason why it has to be done, someone has got to show the criminals that society has had enough and is not going to take the crime wave anymore. This, as here in New York City, a 24-year-old man was stabbed to death in Manhattan for asking a stranger for a cigarette. This, as uh, you may have heard in the WABC News uh, headlines, a, a group of young men apparently in an unprovoked attack um, dragged a female strap hanger, uh, a 25-year-old woman by the neck off a Brooklyn subway bench. Again, unprovoked. And... I'm going to go to your telephone calls in just one second. But all of this goes back. Just bear with me for a second here. To George Floyd. Mr. Floyd should not have died the way that he did. No one should die that way. But Mr. Floyd was not a saint either. And I, for one, will never pretend that he was or slash is. But because of Mr. Floyd and uh, Black Lives Matter, the pendulum has swung all the way, all the way to the left. Politicians are out jockeying each other to go to the left. Now the pendulum must be brought back to common sense, law, and order. And so that's why that gas station owner and what they are calling Philadelphia is doing the right thing. And so I want you folks to listen to part of a newscast. This is the Fox affiliate in, uh, in uh, Philadelphia, and it's about the gas station where it's Fox 29 in Philadelphia, where they, they're looking at their worst crime in 20 years, including uh, there's even video of the man that hired the security guards. They didn't just break into his ATM machine. They took the ATM machine, literally took the entire, and it's all on videotape. So this is a reporter also talking to the business owner and uh, the security official. And I say bravo, bravo, bravo to this gas station owner. This is Fox 29 on the issue of the gas station owner hiring heavily armed security. Corey Berry says she's on board with it. If you're trying to get gas, you live in a bad area and the only place is here and they're getting robbed all the time. I mean, I support the owner. Neil Patel is the manager of this Carco shop franchise at Broad and Clearfield. We are tired from this all nonsense. Robbery, drug trafficking, racketings, all kind of hanging around all gangs. He shared with me these videos of what has led up to this drastic response to crime at his business. Over the past few weeks, he says his store was trashed by young people, an ATM stolen out of the store, and he says his car was vandalized while parked at the store. They're forcing us to hire the security, high-level security, state-level. I am fearful for my safety of my employee as well as my nice neighborhood all customer. So three weeks ago, he hired the Pennsylvania site state agents. We wear Kevlar. We are trained. My guys go to training every other week. They're proficient with this. They're proficient with their taser. They know the laws. Andre Boyer is the chief of the company. As a Pennsylvania state agent, that's what it says. The law tells us that we have a right to protect this property in any means necessary and whatever force necessary to be used to protect it. And that's uh, Fox 29 in Philadelphia, which some business owners are calling Philadelphia. Bravo to that business owner. It has to stop. It has to stop. And so we're dealing with that issue. 
uh, as it relates to uh, Philadelphia. We are dealing with, we're going to zero in right now on the mentally ill uh, in New York City because I completely support removing them against their will uh, from the uh, from the subway system. What's the alternative? So let's start with the telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start with Chris and the Catskills. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. I was listening to a talk radio program. I was My phone was fading out on you the other day. It was, it's, when it gets windy out, that's what it kills people's cell phone signals. Chris Moore out of Pittsburgh, you would love him. He's uh, he's more of a progressive type talk radio host. He was bringing this topic up, and I had just driven by the shadow of the closed down mental health facilities right by Marist College and Culinary Institute of America in northern Poughkeepsie. And there's another large closed down mental health facility. These places have been closed down for like 50 to 65 years uh, in southern Dutchess County. So do you know how there was a ballot referendum? about it was referendum one and it bonded a ton of money for environmental and green and and some of it's going to go towards fixing up water infrastructure in the state that's direly needed it wasn't explicitly explained about that what could be done anybody could put up a ballot referendum if you get enough signatures i was thinking about it there needs to be a similar ballot referendum put up on next year's election ballot that would put a bond out to fund the construction of mental health facilities in New York State. Anybody could do it. They would just have to write the referendum, specify the amount of funding, what it's for, and get the signatures to get it on the ballot. Chris, that, that is that, a concrete that, solution that, that would... In wishful thinking, it's a great idea. But without the politicians, without the politicians being behind it, it's going nowhere, period. And so that that's the problem that that we're dealing with right now, that the politicians don't have the will because it's not just about the bed, the beds. Apparently, it's many more budget dollars that are necessary when you're dealing with the uh, the mentally ill. But but I, I hear you, Chris, at least you're trying to come up with the solution. Thank you for the call. We've got to do something, folks. We've got to do something. Let's go to Frank on Staten Island. Good morning, Frank. What's on your mind? How you doing? Good morning, uh, everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm totally in favor in getting all these mental cases off the street. They don't deserve to be on the street. They're dangerous. To, they're danger to themselves. They're danger to us. Yeah, and especially in the subway, put them into the hospital against their will or with their will. I don't can't throw away the key. But let me, let me say something about this. Mayor de Blasio, I mean, this city had or was supposed to have a plan to take care of the homeless. De Blasio gave money to his wife to put together a mental health plan and take care of these mental cases. What happened to the money? Just like Curtis Lewis says, where's the money? I'll find out when he was running from there. He's right. He's totally right, Curtis. And when he talks about where's the money, there was a plan. Where was the plan to take care of the mental cases? Well, it's a good point about where's the money, but that's an issue that's the train has already left the station. We may not ever know uh, what has happened um, to to that money. But, Frank, I do uh, thank you for the call. I want you folks, Mayor Adams appeared yesterday morning on uh, Fox 5 in New York. And as it relates to this issue of the mentally ill and whether or not you remove them against their, their will, uh, the mayor says this will not be a police officer-driven initiative. First of all, this is not a police-driven plan. And I think some of the distortion that has come from the reporting is really unfair to New Yorkers. This is a small, specific group of people who uh, can't take care of their basic needs and uh, they are uh, mentally dealing with mental health illnesses to the extent uh, that they are in danger to themselves and others. And that's why I say the bottom line is that uh, Mr. Adams is headed in the right direction on this. And uh, he says that it's all about 
helping people. The goal is, is to zero in on them, give them the care and services they need. Don't wait until they do something that's harmful. If you observe this, we're saying as a city, we clarified the policy and the law so we're not walking past people who fits this very specific group. Now, that seems to be a very reasonable approach to me. Why, why would we not be proactive? Why would we just sit and wait? If you just leave them there, you're, you're sitting on a time bomb. Why would we take that approach? Let's go to Paul in Connecticut. Good morning, Paul. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for uh, giving me a minute. I would uh, like to say with the mental health people that when they're brought, people go into the hospital, they're asked certain questions. They're, and then uh, the questions they ask, they ask, do you feel homicidal? Do you feel suicidal? Those are said if they have to say yes to those to be admitted. Right, but but, 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 but Paul, those are not the people that we're talking about. The people we're talking about are the ones that are on the street that know how to answer the questions properly that indicate that they should be left alone, but yet their behavior is illustrating something different. You're talking about people that, that, are, that have the ability to accurately articulate and answer the questions about whether or not uh, they are suicidal. Thank you um, for, the, for the call, Paul. Again, I, I just I don't understand, folks, what, what is even the issue? What is the issue here? To take them off the streets, even if it's against their, their will, right? It's all being done to help them and also help the public at the same time. Let's go to April and Astoria. Good morning, April. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm, I'm upset because I noticed you had said to the gentleman that um, the, the uh, horse is out of the barn. We can't go after the Blasio and his wife with the money that they were supposed to help the mentally ill. How come Tish James can't, we can't demand that she go after and find out where the taxpayer's money went? April, has it been done yet? No, but how do we do it? How do we get her to focus her attention on her Democratic friends? See, April, I'm not saying that it's not legitimate. I am just, my, my, my point of view on issues is that we have to deal with the reality, the reality. And we are in a Democratic city. And unless anyone can show absolute corruption, then it's not going to happen. And even then, and even then, sometimes it doesn't happen. I just don't see it. Listen, the the money was supposed to go uh, under the First Lady, under an umbrella program to help um, all types of uh, mentally ill programs. And we all know that, that we really haven't seen the money or, or the programs to back it up. I don't have an answer for it, April, but I'm not the type of guy that's going to stand here beating my head over and over and over calling for an investigation that's never going to come. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I wish I wish that it could could happen. But the only yeah, the, go ahead, the, go ahead, April. Go ahead. I April. take the train every single day. Okay. And I work down and I'm down near the Port Authority. Okay. And I see these crazy people Walking around, I feel so sorry for them because, like you said, we're not. This is not humane. These people are like two-year-olds. They don't know what's going on in their world, and they're walking around with no hat on, no shoes on, no coat on, and I'm bundled up. Every yes. normal person is cold, yes. and we're letting them just do it. Saying, "What do we say? Uh, you have a good brain. You are choosing what's right for you." No, we're not. They are mentally ill. We wouldn't let a five-year-old do it, so why are we letting them use their own mind? They don't have a mind. Because it of, makes me angry. I feel so sad for them. Because of and weak then they politicians. Walk the train. And then we walked through the train last week. I was in the train, and all of a sudden this crazy man came walking through. Everyone sort of like freezes while you're sitting there saying, I hope he passes. Yes. I hope I'm able to get to the next stop. Yes. And he said, I'm not putting on a show. I'm not putting on a show here. 
And he knows everyone's looking at him. This man is completely out of his mind. And before he left the car, guess what he did? He screamed at the top of his lungs as he went to the other car, and everybody jumped, twitched in their seat. And then what happened was, this is 149th Street, the uh, poor train going up to the Bronx. And I said, where are the cops? You know, the train stopped. It's the problem with this train thing with the police, the train stopped in the middle of two stations. This man, I said, God, I hope he doesn't make the run from one end of the train and he's going to come back. And guess what? He did come back. That's how long it took. Then they, there was no cop. They did not announce there's cops at the station if you have a problem. And even when they do do that, what are you supposed to do? Get out of the car and see where the cop is, how far from the middle? Where are they? The train would close with the crazy man on it. Now you're out on the platform and the people are stuck in the train with the crazy man. The, the police have to be on the car. One cop just walking from one end of the car to the other. Or there has to be a way that the, we could pull a buzzer or pull a switch to let the conductor know, hold the train wherever it is so that when it gets to a station, the cops will be on. You can't just have the doors open up, and then what do I do? Get out on the platform and say, cops, where are you? Are you all the way this way? And, and then the car locks me out, and the train keeps going. Right. No, April, I, I understand your frustration. But for everything that you're stating is exactly why, on this initiative, Adams is headed in the right direction. I, 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 I just feel that advocates... Sometimes we'll fight just for the sake of fighting. You know, no no good reason. Why would you not want to get the people the help that they need? It, it really is as simple as that. April, I want you to hold on for a second because I want to go to Russ and White Plains. I have a funny feeling Russ is against removing them. Maybe I'm wrong, but then I want you to respond to what Russ has to say. Good morning, Russ. What's on Hi, your Dom- mind? Hi, Dominic. I just want to say when you're helping people... Uh, for their own good. That's why the state mental institutions were emptied, and that's why we have this problem. When the government gets involved in helping people, then there's problems. I think this is just a ruse. That, uh, Adams is trying to clean up the streets for the holidays. They do this every year, and instead of saying we're cleaning up the streets for the holidays, he's saying we're going to help the homeless people. What I want to ask you, Dominic, when they start medicating people on the street like they did that kid Elijah in Colorado and they killed him with ketamine will that stop people who want to clean up the streets and that guy Frank I think he has an antisocial personality disorder I can't wait till the police stop him in the street and medicate him that's what I think is going to happen okay so Russ hold on a second April are you still with me yes I want you to respond to what Russ just said well all right if the doctor is legitimate and if the doctors and the nurses are really evaluating, they get top quality psychologists, psychiatrists to evaluate the person, they won't make stupid mistakes and over-medicate and kill people. I mean, that sounds ridiculous. This person is going to probably die of freezing to death anyway. His family, every time I see a homeless person, you know what I think in my heart? Go ahead. I'm listening, April. April, you're gone. Russ, did you hear what April just said? Yes, I did. And what April said is incorrect. There's not going to be doctors and nurses out on the street. It's going to be EMS. It already happened in Colorado. They medicated him. EMS, they shot him up with ketamine and killed him. This was a young man who was doing nothing but walking home. He played violin for animals in the shelter who were going to die. The police are out of control. This is a, co- a combination of pandemic and the defund the police. The police don't know what to do, but medicating homeless okay. people is the so wrong wait, so, thing. Okay, so wait, Russ, wait, wait, let, calm down. Let, let's I'm just, sorry, let, it's okay, it's okay. Let, let, let's, just, let's just break this down for a second. You just said the police are out of control. I, I don't know what you mean know what to do themselves when they encounter someone in the street they're afraid they're going to be accused of abuse by some bystander with a boat a camera in their telephone so they don't know what to do they're out of control in the sense that they don't know what to do the politicians are misleading them and and adam's saying that oh we're going to help these people oh yeah that's what happened in the 60s when they closed these mental institutions the state budget was 40 percent mental institutions in willowbrook so they saved money and they turned everyone out in the street they said oh we're going to give them community facilities and they didn't that's what happens so russ so here's the million dollar question that i have okay 
that I want you to answer. I really want you to answer this. So please, so please tell me what is the answer. Oh, you're asking me what the answer is? Yes. Okay, the answer is, first of all, if the police go to people who are on the street or acting crazy, I heard a guy on the TV say this, pretty soon homeless people and crazy people will start shaping up and this behavior will stop. They don't have to medicate people. The, the police have to approach but, people. But wait, 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 wait. But, but, you're, but you're making a, bigger jump, a big jump. The, the police, and uh, you mentioned the Colorado situation. The police are only going to transport them to the mental hospital. No, Dominic, in Colorado. No, 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 no. New York, not Colorado. I know what you said four times what happened okay. in Colorado. But that's right. not the New York situation. Dominic, the, when the police start medicating people, they don't transport them first. They, but, but why? What, 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 Russ, please tell me right. where are you getting? To, I've heard Colorado. I got right. that. In yeah. New York, where are police medicating mentally ill people? Um, the, the mayor just said that these people have to get off the street. And, and we're get them use... help. You get them to the hospital. That's what the mayor is saying. Do you it, know it... Hell, hell is paved with good intentions, Dominic, and I'll leave you with that. Okay, but, okay. See, but Russ, but see, you still what? haven't answered my question. What would I do? Right. What would I That's do? what I, I, what I, I okay, want to know is. Wait, wait, Russ, Tom? wait, Russ, Russ, Russ. Okay. So you you just heard the lady say how frustrated she is. She's scared to ride the train. I'm more, right now, I'm more concerned with her safety than I am the mentally ill safety, the public's public's interest. So what are you going to do, Mayor Russ, to protect the public? That's what I want you to tell me. I'll tell you two things. Number one, I take all these vacant office spaces and create SRO hotels and start giving police, people places to stay. And number two, and who's going to pay for that? Who's, who's got all that money? I mean, Dominic, they're vacant. Oh. Dominic, these offices. And number two, Dominic, what oh. I do? I put Curtis Lee in charge of police commissioner because he's able to 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 uh, not use a toolie when people get unruly. That's what you have to do. Do something, not use a gun. And that's what Curtis does. Thanks. Okay. Well, I, I thank you, uh, I thank you, Russ, for the call. Um, folks, it's a very complicated uh, issue of how to handle the homeless. But for far too long, we have had mayors that just provide lip service and do nothing, and the mentally ill stays there, and people are dying uh, innocent people are dying, being pushed in front of the trains. Uh, the mentally ill, some of them are becoming emboldened with their behavior. So something has to give. And that's what I want to know. Everybody could tell you what's wrong. I want to know what's right. How do we fix this problem? And I say we fix this problem exactly the way that Mayor Adams is proposing to do so. Get them off the streets and into a hospital. Period. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, we're going to Massachusetts, Forest Hills, and Nevada. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The goal is, is to zero in on them, give them the care and services they need. Don't wait until they do something that's harmful if you observe this. We're saying as a city, we clarified the policy and the law so we're not walking past people who fit this very specific group. Sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Mayor Adams' solution to taking uh, mentally ill people, homeless people, off the subway system even if it's against their will, even if it's involuntarily. We are taking uh, your telephone calls, and we have a lot of calls here from Massachusetts to Forest Hills to Manhattan to Boston, Nevada, 
Manhattan and Jefferson, New Jersey. So let's start in Massachusetts with Roger. Good morning, Roger. What's on your mind? Yes, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I had mentioned to you once before that, you know, I did spend some time with a group uh, working with, with homeless, and that, and uh, they weren't all mentally ill, all right? Now, um, first of all, I, Chris, with his idea, you know, the referendum and, and against the facilities bill, I thought that was good. Uh, the, the last gentleman, Russ, with uh, speaking about vacant buildings, that's interesting also, instead of just uh, filling up hospital beds. But where is the highly esteemed, mighty, army of social workers who are supposed to be going uh, with uh, join the police department and, and going on calls to, to help defuse situations uh, in other words social workers you know we may, may we may sound like there's a bunch of social workers like there's some mighty army of social workers that are going to really help uh help with the police well so there you have a bunch of people if they cared could actually make a pleasant living situation, perhaps for some, or productive at least for for, for some of these people. Um, um, but, but Roger, but, into, you but, know what but, I mean? but Roger, but but uh, social workers are are going to be on these uh, teams, uh, and they are currently on some of the teams. But what we're talking about right now, right now, are people that are mentally ill that that a social worker or a mental health worker and the officer have deemed that they need to go to the hospital and the individual says they're okay that's the individual that we're talking about right now and if they refuse help i i don't understand how it's humane for society to just leave them right there on the street or on the subway to defecate uh, and everything else, urinate, uh, spit at people, and everything else that comes with that. I mean, I know. Yeah, well, I know. And I was I sort of, I don't want to say I was being facetious with the where's the mighty army of social workers, but that's kind of a little bit. I mean, because social workers are supposed to be the, oh, the answer. And, um, yeah, these people, remember we, you and I had this discussion about um, they claim mentally ill, but a lot of them can, I've worked with them, the mentally ill were actually a very small percentage. And a lot of these characters are, are just living a life of irresponsible, they get to shoot up the drugs, and living, you know, doing whatever the heck they want, because, because they can, because they can get away with it. And uh you know, it's their, it's their source of motivation in life, I, I, I guess. Well, you know, that they can get away with it like that. The, the, the guy that taunted that subway car that the woman was just talking about, you know, he, he was getting off on that, apparently. He felt like he was in control. And, 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 hey, Roger, thank you for the call. I'm glad you brought that point up. Folks, if you've been on the subways uh, lately, many of the homeless – and the mentally ill, they do feel emboldened uh, to act up even further. Almost like they know that nothing's going to happen to them. And so at what point do we become a responsible city and say, no, and, and this is, for example, now this, this is an extreme to, to so for example, in the housing projects of New York City, if there are signs that says you can't be outside, you know, past 2 a.m., 3 a.m., why is society tolerating people barbecuing in housing projects at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning? Why is that tolerated? This is what I don't understand, folks. If the sign clearly says no barbecuing and you're out there at 3 o'clock in the morning with, with it, living in a complex that's subsidized by taxpayers, why should that be tolerated? At some point, we've got to return to a society of rules and norms. Let's let's uh, talk to, and we've uh, chatted with her on this topic before, Christine, who is apparently a psychiatric uh, nurse. Good morning to you, Christine. 
Thank you, Dominic, and thank you so much for advocating for these poor people. They are helpless. They are sick. Social workers and police are not competent to diagnose them. But if they're a danger to self or others, if they're acting out on the streets, which has always happened in the past, they were picked up and brought to a psychiatric emergency room where they were evaluated, they were either admitted or released or medicated and sent to an aftercare situation. All of these hospitals and aftercare situations, psychiatric nurses were were destroyed by Michael Bloomberg when he closed all the psychiatric hospitals. You can't find a psychiatric nurse now, and they don't have the money, and they don't give a damn. Okay, so, so Christine, you've, you've made that point before. I got it. You blame Bloomberg. What's the well, answer his, now? His Wait, I got it, Christine. I got it. I need to know what's the answer now. They need to restore the system of care. The hospitals and the clinics that used to exist need to be restored, rebuilt. They have places like Fountain House, and I know that Mr. Adams knows about Fountain House. They can start building places like Fountain House. They need to build the facilities where these people can be cared for because they have all been destroyed. Okay, but wait, Christine, but you're talking about years in the making. I'm talking about right now. Until they get the appropriate facilities, there's no place to put these people. They have to be rebuilt and restored. Hmm. Well, so, so Christine, before I move on to the next call, I fully support Mayor Adams' initiative. Where do you stand on it? I think he's a compassionate man, and he's going in the right direction. He knows about Fountain House, but he doesn't have the wherewithal. He doesn't have the support and the money to do what needs to be done. He's doing the best he can. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Christine, thank you uh, very much, and have a a great uh, morning. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. Let's go to Michael in Manhattan. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Okay. One thing that can be done in reference to these homeless that are sleeping on the subways. Michael, it sounds like you're in Africa. What's going on with your phone there? Oh, it's a T-Mobile. It's okay. a T-Crap mobile. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Okay, I hear you You were moving it around or something. No. Please go ahead. Please go ahead. Okay. You get a bunch of cops at the end, at the Jamaica end of the F train and the E train, and they prevent and they round up these homeless that get on there also have a massive force at 149th Street. That is a horrible station. And then you do the same thing at the other end in, uh, you know, Coney Island and such. And you you build some prefabricated houses or structures that you can put these homeless, people into you give them food and they stay there they don't go out at eight o'clock in the morning and then come back okay but michael but michael but wait 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 wait, wait. michael 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 your idea sounds wonderful what's going to keep them there well you've got to have a security for them no that's not that's not going to keep them there that's not going to keep them there you see folks and 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 that's my point I, we're all searching for a solution. Some of these folks want to get high, and getting high supersedes food for for them. Uh, so unless you have a full security force to keep them there, they're they're not going to uh, they're not going to stay there. But 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 I hear you. I hear you, Michael. You know, prefabricated uh, whatever the term is for the. Um, for the, uh, the the housing, but you've got to have a full network of support services to go along with that. Amir in Boston, good morning. What's on your mind? First of all, I like to say I love the new selection. The uh, sorry, music selection. I like it. Oh, great. Number two, number two, it all comes down to dinero. Dinero. I do Uber Eats. I have a wife here, girlfriend, two sons, and two cats. 
and still I managed to pay $200 more out of my pocket for animals and, and uh, unbanded children around the world. If I can do it on Uber Eats income, so can so many citizens. So in other words, if we put our money where our mouth is because I believe most of the audience believe in we're all God's children, right? That being said, if we do that, we get the best mentalist, certified mentalist, social worker, blah, blah, blah. And getting the facility is no question we can do it. The problem is we don't want to do it because people don't want to shell out the money. You know I'm right about that, right? No, I don't, Amir, to be honest with you. Why do you say that? Why? Because it's not personal dollars that's going to get this problem solved. It's got to. So what else going to do it? It's government dollars, Amir. But thank you, thank you what? for the qu- oh, go ahead, come go ahead. on, Tommy. It, it's it's go- it's Amir. Have have you been drinking, I Amir? Do it. I don't okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for the call, Amir. Let's go to Alyssa in Manhattan. Good morning, Alyssa. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, let me say first of all, with this Eric Adams, I think this is basically a band aid. Um, I'm not against what he wants to do. Uh, I think that getting these people off of the street and protecting the rest of the citizens is number one importance. But down the road, it's going to be a problem because they're going to end up right back on the street once they are put into a facility, given meds, and then they say, well, they're fine, and let them out again, and then no one's policing them to take their meds. And then you have the same situation all over again. But I wanted to make um, a suggestion with regards to the mental health facilities. I think that Christine, who spoke before, is spot on um, that we don't have enough mental health facilities. I think that if we were able – and this is for long term, not short term. But in the the looking down the road, that there are a lot of companies um, and also real estate that want to do business in New York. And if they were – you know, given a contract where, okay, they're going to build luxury housing or they're going to, you know, build a, a corporate space, that along with that, part of the contract would be they need to build a mental health building. Small, it could be 50 beds, but at least that's a start because if everyone who wanted a contract had to just, you know, add on a small amount to do business in New York and build this, then at least we'd start with getting more beds. Like right now, if you look at the news, we're over, the hospitals are overrun. They're telling us every day by this flu or, you know, RPV and yes. then this COVID. So there's no, as it is, we're being overrun with lack of beds. Where does Mayor Adams think these mentally ill people are going to go? Well, you, so, you know what, Alyssa, you, you, you made a good point uh, that makes me take a step back, and that is I'm all for get them off the street at any cost. But you're right. A few weeks down the road, perhaps a few days down the road, they're going to be right back. But my point is, uh, but but my point is, at least it'll be a few days back on their medication, at least for a few days. And I, 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 all I'm saying is, Alyssa, and and I appreciate your comment. You you made a lot of sense there. I've got to take a break. Uh, all I am saying is, folks, it, it is it is it is not compassionate to the homeless. It's not fair to the public. We can't just keep punting on this problem. At some point, at some point, we've got to get real in addressing this. And so someone brought up the point earlier about uh, the money under uh, de Blasio's wife. And 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 I, I hear you. I hear you about that. But all I am trying to say is that at some point we have to deal with the here and now. De Blasio's out of office. His wife is not under investigation. That is the reality, whether we like it or not, whether it's accurate or not. That is the reality of the the times that we live in today. We have got to take a break. When we come back, our Carter Care segment, and we're going to go to Forest Hills with your telephone calls, Brooklyn, Nevada, New Jersey, Manhattan, and Jefferson. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table, this is Carter Cares. And folks, this is exactly what I'm talking about. 
as if killing two people, wounding an elderly 96-year-old man and punching a woman uh, wasn't bad enough. That man's alleged four-day crime spree included the attempted robbery of a teen's lunch money in Brooklyn. The suspect, 28-year-old Sundance uh, Oliver, and I am so proud of the NYPD, the way they took him down. I don't know if you've seen the video of it yet, but he walked into the 7-7 precinct. And, of course, you know, he doesn't come in with the gun. So he's he's surrendering so that he doesn't end up dead, but he's really not surrendering because he's hoping they'll never find the gun, right? And he walks in, and there's nobody in the precinct area. And then you see one emergency uh, services officer emerge and tells him to put his hands up. And then they completely ambushed him. And out of nowhere, about 20 to 30 cops, some many emergency services, took him, threw him down to the ground, cuffed him, So he thought he was just going to walk in uh, like any other suspect. And so after all of the killing that he did, look at the picture of the 17-year-old girl that he allegedly killed, that beautiful young lady. He also tried to steal steal a 14-year-old boy's lunch money uh, in a bodega and told the kid to come around the corner and act like he knows him. So the kid gave him the money and the kid ran. And good for the kid, and bravo to the NYPD. And I hope we don't have to have another conversation about this animal three years from now that he's been released for for something else. I I hope that we will never ever ever hear from him again. Let's go to Roberta in Staten Island. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Uh, hi, hi, Dominic. Good um, morning. Just uh, that, that was very terrible about the girl that got attacked by that gang on yes. the subway. Yes. And, and also the one that's uh, the one terrorizing uh, in Philadelphia, that gas station owner. Yes, I think yes. Must be, the, these, drug, these gangs are, are around because of these drugs. They, they, they make, there must be some way we can decriminalize it. No, no, Roberta. See, I, I, these gangs are around because um, Mama's not doing a good job paying attention to her child. These gangs are around because, because, but yeah, 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 definitely. But um, you know, you know, hey, here's a here's a welfare check. Here's food stamps. Hey, 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 we got you for daycare too. Everybody else has to work. And you got to pay sixteen hundred dollars a month for your child's daycare. See, you can send your child for free. We will give you everything, and then that child grows up, and with 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 very little uh, education from mom. They don't value the education system, and they turn to gangs. And then mom can't control the ch- the child, and then that child becomes our problem for the next forty to fifty years. And that's that's what it is, Roberta. But but you know, I but I hear you. I, I I hear you. The situation in Philadelphia, the situation with the lady on the train. You, you don't you don't know when or who might be the uh, the next uh, victim. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Tony in New Jersey. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, I got a couple of ideas about dealing with the mentally ill okay, and the homeless. Do, do them quick, please. Okay. Uh, what if they brought in the federal ships like Trump did and have them dock in New York? One one ship could hold a 1,000 beds, and they could, as a temporary measure, put some of the homeless, put some of the mentally ill on the ship. In the meantime, start working on Rikers Island. They have plenty of land over there. They have a hospital they could uh, rebuild. Uh, they have all uh, prisons. They have five prisons on Rikers Island. They could consolidate some of them and make one prison convert it into an area for the mentally ill and have them stay in that area. Tony, I, I love your ideas, but but here's what you have to consider. The day after those programs are announced, advocates right. are going to go to federal court and sue. So no matter what happens, no matter what, no matter what happens, this is why we find ourselves in the position that we're in now. No matter what happens, advocates are going to go to court. 
Well, you find out who the advocates are and send the mentally ill to their neighborhood. Maybe they'll shut up after a while. Yeah, I, I doubt it. But but thank, but thank you for the call, Tony. Let's go to the other Tony now, also calling from New Jersey. Good morning, Tony. Hi, Dominic. How are you, honey? How's I'm everything? well. I'm well. Thank you for asking. I hope you're doing well. I am doing well. And I, I really enjoyed everyone's comments tonight. I do want to say kudos to Mayor Adams. His job really is to see that all the um, ordinances for the city that keep the city safe are observed and he's doing his job. So whether you're, you know, hurting somebody or acting wacky and you need either a policeman or a psychological help, his job is to see that our, that our city is safe. So he is doing his job and, and there's no other way to do it. I think people nowadays aren't used to the safe that we had with Mayor Giuliani, but a city should be safe for visitors, for people who live here, and and that's his job. Well, ordinances, Tony, ordinances I, Tony, I, 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 I agree with you a thousand percent. <laughs> but sometimes the reality is just the uh, the opposite, uh, you know, in terms of the way things should go. I mean. A city of law and order. A city of law and order. Thank you for that call, Tony. In a moment, I'll be joined by Frank Morano. But let's go to Frank in Jefferson, New Jersey. Good morning, Frank. It's got to be quick, please. Yep. Good morning, Jeff. Uh, good morning. It's a pleasure to speak with you again. Uh, you remember a, a mental health facility in New Jersey called Greystone. Uh, that was refurbished, and then two years it was shut down. So every time a government gets in charge of something, it just goes to waste. But my question, I love getting the homeless and getting everybody out of the street right away. But we have to start with the young people first before it happens again, because these guys who are, in, who are homeless and are mentally ill on the street didn't happen overnight. It had in teenage years, and that's where it needs to get fixed early I, on. I hear you, Frank, and thank you for the call. But we've got to deal with the here and now, here and now. And speaking of here and now, Frank Morano, the other side of Mitt. Hello, Dominic. A good morning to you, good sir. Good morning to you, my friend. What do you have coming up? Action Pack Show. We're going to have our weekly chat with uh, with Brian Kilmeade. I'm looking forward to getting his take on the election in Georgia and what that means for governing for the next couple of years in uh, in Washington. We got the AC report. I'm going to be joined by the owner of the Showboat Hotel, which is now a non-gaming casino. He's launching this new $3 billion project at the old Baderfield Airport. And uh, I don't know if you remember the actress Hedy Lamar. And I'm going to be joined by Heather Massey, who's an actor, writer, producer, who's starring in a, a new show about the life and inventions of uh, of Hedy Lamar. I'm looking forward to talking with her. Look forward to listening to it. I'm going to try and squeeze in one more call for Frank and Dominic. Let's go to John in Nevada. John, you've got 20 seconds. Go right ahead, please. Hey, Dominic, it all comes down to housing. You can take them off the train, take them to the hospital, then they put them in behavioral health for two weeks. Then you need to put them in housing. If you don't have housing for them, they're back on the subway again. It'll cost billions to house these people. Mm, okay, well, John, hey, you, you kept to the time frame that we had, so I greatly appreciate that. Frank, uh, perhaps tomorrow you and I will have some time to talk about the mentally ill issue, whether they want to go uh, voluntarily or involuntarily. But, folks, what you need to do is keep it right there. Coming up right now after news headlines with Alex Barnard, we have Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight.